Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Monday, May 4th. This is so exciting. Episode number 919. May the 4th be with you. You guys know I love to have people on the show with me who are off the bench and onto the battlefield. Today happens to be Mailbox Monday when I answer your questions. And thank you, COVID-19. One of the only good things to come out of it is that all of my awesome friends are stuck home and they got nothing better to do then uh, come on the podcast with me. So I've got an awesome friend on the podcast with me. Connie Albers is here. and We're going to take a couple of your questions today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today, you guys. This is the first day of the new Bible study at Mom Strong International. We are doing a study called Jesus only a study in the book of Colossians. You guys are going to love it. And can I just say how much I love the community of moms that are doing the Bible study with me at Mom Strong International. So the May study starts today. And uh, the topic is one of my favorite things to talk about, which is Jesus. We're going to talk about really the difference between Jesus and right? Like um, I run on Jesus and coffee. You guys have probably all seen that t-shirt, right? And just Jesus only. So if you're wondering what the what the monthly Bible study looks like, um, I've got a sample page, an FAQ page on my website. And so go check it out and join me in the journey at momstronginternational.com. You can also sign up for the scripture writing challenge there. And uh, we would love to have you be a part of that community. I teach, by the way, live every Wednesday over at the Momstrong International Bible Study Facebook page. If you're a member of the Bible study, be sure that you uh, apply for membership into that group because you're not going to want to miss it. We pray for each other. We laugh. We cry. Uh, we talk about COVID-19. We do the thing. So uh, check it out at Momstrong International Members Only Bible Study page on Facebook. And if you're not a member yet, you can sign up at momstronginternational.com. All right, you guys, I am so excited because uh, a really, really good friend of mine is on the show today. Connie Albers is an author and a speaker, and uh, she's an amazing communicator, and she's a mom of five adult kids. She is an entrepreneur in her own right with an outreach and ministry to parents through speaking and leadership and a podcast of her own. But her favorite role is my friend. I also happen to really like her husband, Tom. Uh, and we're, we keep talking about going uh, motorcycling together. And maybe one of these days when we're in our 80s, we'll get around to it. Uh, but we're going to talk, take your questions today. And you guys are going to be encouraged. Hey, Connie, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, hey, Heidi. I'm so glad to be with you. Yes, you are. That is my favorite thing to do is hang out with Heidi. It is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's easier to say now that we're all bored. Like we've been stuck at home for six weeks now. So it's like, okay, you know, you and I have seen each other several times on the road by now. Yeah. And uh, I've been at your house and, uh, and we're doing none of that. 
I, mean, I know, I know. I'm going, I, you know, have you ever seen that meme where the introverts just sitting in their house, reading a book and being on the right. computer, but the extroverts like climbing the walls and shaking the doors and trying to get out the window. <laughs> I would say I probably fall into the extrovert category. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of my house. <laughs> well, I got to say, I, I, I probably, I think I'm more of an introvert than people think that I am. Uh -huh. I actually loved I really did. I loved the first three weeks. I mean, to tell you the St. John's are getting stuff done, but now I'm like, okay, like I, I, I'm over it. Like we got, I'm going to go back to work. I caught up on all my, my husband, I was in Lowe's with them. Connie, this is so funny. I mean, you can picture Jay and I right in Lowe's yeah. the other day. And you know how I feel like I go into these stores and it stresses me out. It's like a scene out of contagion, you know, like people are wearing masks and about every 15 minutes, the, you know, the loudspeaker, you know, thank you for shopping at Lowe's. We care about your safety. Wash <laughs> your hands. Don't get too close. And people stop looking at each other and nobody's making eye contact. And we're just following the arrows on the floor. It's very, very weird. And my husband looked at me and Jay said, this needs to be over because everything is weird. And my life is starting to look like a uh, a scene out of home and garden television, like every morning when I wake up, yes, Heidi, what project are we working on today? <laughs> well, you've got your garden going and pretty yeah. soon you're going to be feeding your whole family just off your garden. Yeah, you right. Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to live on carrots and, and parsley and what do I have coming up? Um, green onions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My mother-in-law planted green onions and I, I don't even like green onions, but I'm really enjoying watching them pop up out of the ground that's kind of thrilling you know <laughs> that shows you you have way too much time on your hands sitting there watching the onions grow <laughs> oh yeah you're right yeah no you're totally right well and then like I said you know I I, I get on my well you watch me I got on my Facebook page the other day because we've had it rough over here I mean yeah. Savannah had her baby then my mother-in-law had a heart attack and they wouldn't let me see her and it, it completely it just oh my goodness it just sent me right over the edge and I got on my Facebook page and like you and I were talking about a minute ago, like I just don't, you know, the constitution is just being shredded, like right yeah. in front of us. We're watching people infringe on our rights and people who don't understand the constitution and they think that a virus overrides it, but it actually doesn't. Right. And so that's frustrating for me. But I was telling you, I think, you know, if I were to get on my Facebook page and say, <laughs> everyone should wear a mask, people would hate me and follow me, throw eggs at me over the virtual wall. And if I were to say what I did say, which was, if you're not sick, don't wear a mask. You're okay. Sick people. Yes. Healthy people. No, we can protect our And People hated me and unfollowed me and threw virtual exit me over the virtual wall. And uh, this is a rough time to be an American, I think. Oh my goodness. It is a rough time to be American. But what I see you keep doing, Heidi, is you keep bringing people back to Jesus. And more than being Americans, we are, we're Christians and we know that God has this that God is going to carry us through. We shouldn't yep. be governed by fear. God says he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of sound mind. And, and what we, what I think we've seen is people lose their mind. <laughs> right. I was just going to say, it's the sound mind thing that we're really having a hard time with right now. <laughs> but haven't you noticed that as you sit back and you kind of watch what's happened over the last five, six, seven weeks now, it's hard to believe it's been that long. I know we talked the other day and I said, yeah, forget days of the week. We're just going to this day, the other day, yesterday, the day before that last month. What year is it? <laughs> and it's really ruined Friday night. Like Friday night used to be awesome, you know, or Saturday, you know, it used to be awesome. It's hey guys, it's Friday night. We got pizza. We're going to watch a movie. Now every night's Friday night and no night is special. They're Isn't that same. true? Well, I have to take a piece of paper and write down on the paper what day it is and just kind of like put it on my wall. Today it's is Wednesday. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know, the, the truth know. is so many people haven't had their lives disrupted. You know, they're, they're essential workers. So they're getting up and they're still doing the same thing other than when they occasionally need to go to a store, like a grocery store, um, mm-hmm. they're either having their food delivered. They're still going to work. Their paychecks are still coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, life other than uh, a few things is going as normal. And depending on where you live, like how do you, you guys have been hit hard out there in the beginning. Yeah. But there's some places in, in the Midwest, they don't even nothing except Hobby Lobby's closed and right. they miss that. And that's not minimizing it because we are, it is a virus. It is real and people are dying. And I don't think you've ever minimized. I've never heard you minimize that people are being hurt and harmed by this. But what I see you do in Heidi is you're just trying to bring some common sense, which seems to be escaping people these days. Yeah, no, it's true. And it it's really amazing to me. And you and I have had this discussion before how we are driven by fear. Yes. That we're very, very afraid and we're very afraid of getting sick. And, and I'm, I understand that, but my goodness, I asked a lady the other day who was just very, very angry with me because I said, I'm, you know, Costco announced that you can't come to Costco anymore starting today on the Mm. 4th of May. Uh, You can't (laughs) go to Costco anymore unless you have a mask. And so what I did was I was like, I'm going to Costco on the second and get everything (laughs) I need to get. And then I'm never going back again, (laughs) you know, and, and, and this one, you know, this woman said, you know, you don't care about people. And that's not true. I, I care about, I mean, Connie, we're getting phone calls here at the resource center, moms Uh who are crying, who are saying, please help me. My kids have been home for weeks and weeks. I I think I'm supposed to be homeschooling. I don't know how we're absolutely equipped to do that. Yeah. And yet the government is hog tying us. And so it's like you, you have, there are two sides to it. And I think we can be reasoned, you know, reasonable people. But what I'm seeing is that it's very hard to reason when people are afraid. Well, you it's know, like someone in panic you, mode. You can't reason with people like that. And that's how you control people is you get them confused first and you get them spinning around and then they get afraid. And then because nobody's quite sure exactly what the truth is, because it changes every day. Do we that's wear right. a mask? Do we not wear a mask? Well, you can wear a mask, but if you do wear a mask, don't touch your face. But if you do touch right. your, I mean, people's heads are just exploding yeah. with confusion yeah, yeah. Um, but and, in this and, store, you have to have a mask, but at this store, well, no, there's not a mask and you can go to the grocery store and there's, there's these little lines, but nobody's following the arrows because they forgot something on aisle 10. And so they, right. they leave their buggy and they run back to aisle 10, but they went the wrong way. It's right. just, people. <laughs> I mean, and, and I've heard you say this before, Hyde. I mean, we have to have a sense of humor. If we don't, I think we're going to go crazy. Oh, yeah. And we're so close to going crazy now. Let's yeah. just be honest. I mean, we're at the jumping off place. right? <laughs> are like, oh, my goodness. So we we've started, you know, uh, just taking people here at the Homeschool Research Center on appointment yeah. and just we're getting back to doing counseling. Mm. Um, I, I have seen the, the depression rate is skyrocketing. It really like is. you said, you know, people are out of work. I mean, mm-hmm. you're experiencing this in your house, right? Oh, out of the 10 of us, Heidi, seven are without work right now. And they That's weren't crazy. They weren't not working before. They were fully employed and yeah. doing a wonderful job. And several got furloughed and several are entrepreneurs. And in a minute, because of a decision that somebody made, everything is gone. I mean, everything is yeah. sitting around going, ooh. Now, thankfully, Heidi, they have savings and they're fine yeah. for a little while, but it can't go on for long. 
And I've heard so many people say, we're going to break the back of this virus. And, and I am all for breaking the back of the virus, but I am not for breaking the backs of Americans. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. And at what point, so here's a good question. So riddle me this. <laughs> at what point do we, uh, you know, like one lady said, you know, you should be wearing a mask for those who are immunocompromised. And I said, okay, so when the virus is over, there will still be viruses. Yeah. When coronavirus is a thing of the past, which it never probably ever will be. No, now we just know so. about it, right? Yeah. But you've got, you know, H1N1 still out there. Mm-hmm. Swine flu was never eradicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, you know, influenza A, influenza B. Do we all wear masks for the rest of our life because people could die if they get a virus? Uh, it just, it, it reaches the point where it makes absolutely zero sense yeah. at all. And if well, you right. voice an opinion otherwise, you're an uncaring, unfeeling, un-American person who wants other people to die. <laughs> you, I was just going to say, you want people to die. And that's the farthest thing from the truth. But Heidi, yeah. what you said is so true. And I applaud you for addressing the fact that these parents are really struggling under the weight of what do I do? How do we manage? You have your children with you all the time, all the time. You can't step outside because the neighbor might call because your your child didn't put on their hazmat suit before they went outside. And they're calling to report you. Um, What what do we do? But I I just think it's so wise that you're addressing the, the true need and the impact of families that have been stuck at home Maybe there's financial shortfalls or their children. Let's just face it, Heidi, many, many children are grieving. They're grieving the loss of that that birthday party, that six-year-old birthday party that they've been planning for so long. And and your listeners may be thinking, oh, it's just not a big deal. It's just a birthday. Well, not to a six-year-old. It's a big deal. And to that child that, you know, they can't go spend the night at grandma's. The grandma's not coming over to play or they can't have playdates with their cousins or they can't get together with their friends at co-op. These children don't know how to handle this. And Mm -hmm. it's not a teaching time to teach them, you know, oh, we just, this is how, this is acceptable behavior. You're identifying a very important heartfelt need and that these parents need connection and they need, they need emotional support. They need to know that somebody else is there and that they're not alone and we're going to get through this. I don't like that um, alone together. I I just don't like that slogan because I don't either. Awful. We're all in it. We're all facing a pandemic, but we're not all in the exact same storm. No, no, that's right. And we've got to be taking to me, the emotional trauma is every bit as devastating as the possibility of a virus. And we're watching people who are suffering terrible financial loss. I mean, my entire speaking season, you know, is pretty much out the window. We're, you know, we're, we're trying to reschedule some things and we're putting things tentatively, you know, everybody's very hesitantly, very pensively putting things back on the calendar, but we've learned now that the government can rip it away from us anytime they want to. And so you're looking at very, yeah, yeah, very real loss of financial uh, Mm -hmm. stability a very real loss of emotional stability because these kids, like you said, have lost their emotional support. Trisha Goyer was on here last Monday with me and we were, she's written journals for kids called the stay home journal. Oh, I've and seen she those. Made those are one, adorable. She made one for Sailor. So, so stinking <laughs> cute. I sent her a video when sailors came in the mail. Cause she was like, I love narwhals. Well here at my house, you know, we're, we are, uh, we're together together. We're not yeah, together yeah. alone. We're like, yeah. I mean, I, what I was talking to you last week, I had 
my mother-in-law, obviously, <laughs> because she'd had a heart attack. So my sister-in-law came down and my niece came down and then Savannah moved into my house for a little while so I could help her with postpartum care yeah, yeah, and help her, you know, with her baby and all that. So then I had Savannah and her three kids and there's like, I don't know, 15 of us in the house. <laughs> and I told Jay, I'm like... I, 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 we need some alone time. <laughs> we need some, we need some alone time. But the other thing that I think people are not talking about, which I think we need to, is that the issues that were happening before the parents mm -hmm. who are struggling with relationships with their teenagers, yes. the marriages that were on the brink, those things are all still happening. Yeah. Uh, in the they're midst of the pandemic, actually. Yes. And they're magnified and so much harder. And Connie, I heard from a mom who emailed me for a mailbox Monday a couple of weeks ago. And I thought, oh, I'm gonna throw this out to Connie. It's so good because you've written a book, Parenting Beyond the Rules. You guys have raised five children. And I thought, um, and we need to keep talking. And it's like all these other things have been drowned out, you yeah. know, because of coronavirus. But the fact is we're still many of us, you know, millions of us shepherding young people, um, mm -hmm. trying to keep our marriages healthy. You know, I told my husband, I said, I'm going to use um, the quarantine to exercise. Well, I decided <laughs> that my lack of time was not the problem. <laughs> I just really don't. I haven't found an exercise that I super love. Uh, so this woman wrote in and she said, hi, Heidi, our 17 year old son is dating a girl who professes to be a Christian, but her actions say otherwise. Mm. She refuses to spend time with our family. And when my husband and I ask our son about her, he won't talk to us, which is very out of character for him. How do we maintain a relationship with our son and give him the freedom to make wise choices without either alienating him or feeling like we have given up as parents? Wow. I was Ooh, like, that nice. is a great question. Yeah. And uh, I know because of COVID-19, it's magnified even more. So what do you, what do you think, Connie? Well, I think that it's important that she said, how do we maintain a relationship? Because you and I know, Heidi, without a relationship, you don't have influence. And so yep. you have to see past that, that, that hurdle that's right before you and maintain that communication and that relationship so that when you have the opportunity to whisper those truths in their ear to keep pointing them back to what they know is already there. Yeah. I mean, you have taught and trained your children in the way they should go. That's all in their head. So every time they try to step in a different direction, they hear our voice. I mean, at any yeah. time, you and I could probably be put in a situation and we can hear our mom whisper in our head. Right. They can't get us out. We can't get our parents out of our head, good or bad. Right. But right. Um, for this woman in specific, she's really got to go after the heart and she's really got, got to just remind him that give him the confidence of saying, I know you'll make the right decision. Is this the right opportunity? Is this the right person for you? Is she pointing you back to the Lord? Are you, are you influencing her or is she influencing you? Sweetie, let's, let's, cons I just want to, and this is my favorite phrase ever, Heidi. And if your listeners just write this down, when you're talking to a teen, Instead of going combative and just saying, you will do this and you won't do that, they'll be, they'll be like, oh yeah, watch, <laughs> I'll show you. That's right. No, you right. <laughs> um, but Heidi, the most important thing you can do as a parent in that season is say, I invite you to consider this. Do you hear hmm. the approach to that? You're not as mom and dad who are the authorities. You are, uh, God has placed you in authority over them, but your children have to, you know, be under that authority. And if they're bowing their back and pushing against you, everything you say, they're going to view as control and everything they say, you're going to view as rebellion. And so yep. just stop that and say, you know, I invite you to consider if this were to move forward, what do you see happening? And that's it. Mm. Just be quiet. 
and let them ponder that. And then the next time you get another conversation, you know, I invite you to consider what, what would this look like? Let's say if you were married and you have some children, paint a picture, paint that picture, help them see what they can't see. If you hmm, have this, so important. if you have this relationship and let's say you get married and you have a child and you would like to raise your child this way, but she's not really with you. What, what do you think that would look like? Hmm. How do you, and I just want you to consider that and then follow yeah. it up with, will you consider it? There's yeah. not a confrontation there, Heidi. Um, and there's a freedom for them to then implement and execute all that you've taught them along the way. Unfortunately, we can't keep them from making poor or unwise decisions. We can't keep them from face planning and pitfalls. But when they do, and if they do, we want to be there to say, not I told you so, but hey, I'm still with you. How can yeah. how can we walk together through this? Yeah. Um, strengthen right. that relationship. And now is a great time, Heidi. Now is a great time to do that, even though we're stressed and they're stressed and they're confused and we're we're frustrated. There's still enormous opportunity. Like I've seen you and your youngest daughter getting in the kitchen and making some yeah. of that yummy bread. Cooking with Sailor. Yeah. You're just, you're shaping and influencing her. Now, yeah, she's what, nine or she's nine now, yeah, right? Yeah, she's nine now. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you kind of know the drill. We teach by just coming alongside, not going head to head. Yeah. Yeah, it's really true. And in fact, I'll just be brutally honest and say we pretty much stopped homeschooling over here because yeah. this, the, the tension is too high. The stress has mounted over the weeks as the as the reality of the situation that we're in has uh, hit everybody in yeah. different ways. You know, Both of my, my sons, one of them works for Costco, the other one works for Amazon. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And so, and so, uh, we hear, you know, we call it the tales from the crypt. Like they come home. We're like, what are the tales from the crypt? <laughs> What's going on? And I could see it in sailor's eyes, especially, mm. um, and in Sydney too. And I just decided, okay, we're going to, we're changing this up. Yeah. So we stopped doing the normal thing. Mm-hmm. and we're doing things that are not quite normal. So instead of a sailor doing normal math, she's just practicing her math facts with me. You know, just simple. Well, she's things. in the kitchen. She's reading a recipe, and she's mouth. Yeah. Did you hear mouth- her say what was what was she trying to say? Artisan. Oh, oh my I goodness. saw it when she was reading the cookbook. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. But you know how you came? That was a great example, Heidi, of how you come along your your child. You could have. Oh no, no, Sailor. This is how we do it. But you yeah. you kind of laughed, not laughing at her, just kind of yeah. like the little giggle that we know, and yeah. you kept going, and then later you came back. Yeah. That's yeah. how we effectively parent our kids, especially when the tensions are high and stress levels mm-hmm. high. I will tell you, you know, my kids are all adults now and you have, you know, you're a new grandma and yep. you have adult children and they're processing it differently. Um, yep. uh, my own kids, I'm constantly reminding my kids that this is a time for us to grow closer, that we yeah. have to rely on each other. We have to be there for each other. We have to fill in the gap. When one of you is struggling, which again, that many people that are without work right now, there can be some, some fear of what's coming next. How, when, how long will this last? How long will my money last? Uh, when will we get back to work? And I don't want to, I don't want to disobey the laws. Um, and I commend all of that, but now's a great opportunity. Like you have all those people in your home to walk along, laugh a little, um, I heard you with your Rona. Um, <laughs> Rona? 
Yeah. Is that you? Oh my goodness. Everybody's going to walk around the grocery store and we're just going to be like, oh my goodness. Everybody's going to start oh. saying that. But Oh, I know. We started doing that. that. That actually, it was a way to ease the tension at home. Yeah. You know, all this talk of the coronavirus. So I took my kids to the playground. Everything's all, you know, everything is all, you know, sectioned off. And by whose order? I mean, that's not even legal. Yeah. Right. And so I said, go, just go swing. And my kids are going, Rona, is that you? <laughs> like the coronavirus is not waiting for you on the swing set. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're going to be okay. But they, and you saw the same thing probably even in Sailor when I'm, you know, doing my little videos with her, which she loves to do, by the way. A lot of my kids are like, no, I'm not being your dumb video. But Sailor's <laughs> like, oh, mom, can we cook together? So she's, it's, she's at a really fun age. But what I'm looking for in her uh-huh. is I want to see a light in her eyes. Mm-hmm. I want to see that she she has confidence that her mom and dad have got this in hand. Yeah. And that she doesn't need to be afraid. And that we pray about things that we that we don't understand. Last week, we were sitting around the, the breakfast table praying, and it got to my turn. We always go around, you know, mm-hmm. and we just pray over whatever's on our heart. And I just... I just start sobbing. I I just um, I'm sad for so many things. I have a, a dear friend who's uh, dying right now from uh, from cancer. You know, mm. uh, 48 years old. It's just a tragedy on every level. And I thought I was thinking how unfair it was that his wife and children are having to go through this in the middle of a pandemic and mm. all the things. And and I just started crying. And what was so interesting to me is that none of my children were uh, off put by that. None of them were like afraid for me. They were letting me just process because I let them process. And I think that sort of give and take in the relationship Mm -hmm. is really important. It's kind of what's helping us get through some of this stuff because it's hard. Well, you know, you're a sweet little Juniper. You know, one day, I mean, we're living in the most defining moment in history. I mean, I, I can't imagine us going through something quite like this again. But I mean, we don't know, but I can't imagine to this degree. But, you know, sweet Juniper one day is going to look at Savannah and say, hey, mommy, what did, what did Grammy and Grandpa do? I don't, you know, what did they do when all of this was happening and she's 14, 15 years old? What, what will they say? And I keep, that keeps resonating in my mind because I don't want my children to tell my grandkids, you know, we were, we were curled up in a fetal position in the closet with our mask on because we were afraid. Um, because we were confused. I, I want my kids to say they stood firm on the word of God. They trusted God because God is faithful today, tomorrow, and he's always going to be there. But this didn't catch him by surprise. Um, he's going to carry us through it. And, and you know what? He doesn't always calm the storm when we want him to, but he will calm the storm. Yeah. And we have to remember that you know, some mountaintops are very high while others are low, but God is still the one who controls the storm. He's still the one that's controlling all of this. He is, this just is an important fact for you and I to keep bringing our kids back to. Um, and I think, I mean, you and I've talked about that in different levels of, well, what do we do? Do we, do we, do we stand right. up? Do we be like these protesters who are standing? Do we, do we conform for the consideration of those that that are afraid, you know, what's our role as, you know, responsible, civic, uh, civil-minded Americans? And that's something everybody is fleshing out. But when I, when I think about as a parent, my own children have written me or texted me apology notes for little things mm-hmm. they've done. Yeah. And they don't need to, but they realize mom, mama's under stress. <laughs> Um, yeah. everybody is, and we can say things not meaning to, we can be a little flippant sometimes with our sensitive children who 
they're bearing the weight of all of this. They're absorbing yeah. all this pain and hurt and agony and fear, and they're taking it deep to heart. But our other, you know, logical children, they're trying to do the numbers and they're saying, hey, the numbers don't add up. I don't understand. And I think that as you work with those women in the, you know, the women in your platform, the women, you know, yeah. you've got like, what, 37 million now downloads of your podcast? It makes me happy because I think places like uh, Facebook are going to start deplatforming voices like mine. I kind of think that's what's coming. Oh, I think so. Um, Mark, I watched um, Zucks. I wanted to say Mark, like he's my best friend, but I, you I, the Zuck. <laughs> I watched his uh, live F8 because it was canceled. And yeah. I just started taking note and I went, we need to be wise. God has told us to be wise, uh, to be discerning. And it is important for us to pray for wisdom and discernment. And when you were talking yeah. about you were you were just overcome during that prayer time. Your children need to know that these emotions are real and that it's okay. I think we were talking the other day and we were talking, Heidi, about we these feels, all these feels, the anger, the frustration, the confusion, the panic, the those are all real feels. And we have yeah. to acknowledge them and then identify where they're coming from and then either claim a scripture verse or the fact that God has got you. And then yeah. you move on. But if your children don't see you be human and real and they do have those feelings, they're not going to be comfortable sharing them. And that's ultimately what makes our families closer is that we can cry together. We can laugh together. We can make bread together. Yeah. Um, but that we, we really are doing this life together. Um, yeah. And that you're going to be doing life with your people. And I'm going to be doing life with my people for the rest of my days. And I'm going to work really, really hard to solidify those relationships. And when I need to, I'm saying, I'm sorry. You know, I, I seem to say that a lot lately. <laughs> yeah. 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 Me too. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. And you know, I sent my son a text this morning. Now I just sent him a text. He's, he's actually one that's deemed essential. God bless him. I'm super happy, yeah. <laughs> but I sent him a text this morning and I said, thank you for loving your siblings and being the, he's the oldest sibling and, and being a leader to these siblings. And thank you for loving us. That's it. Smiley face mm. emoji. You know, mm. they, they need us to come alongside them. They need to know we're their greatest cheerleader and they need to know that their feelings are valid. We're not going to stay there, but we're going to acknowledge them. And when we yeah. deal with the women at the resource center or online, and when we're speaking, you know, I'm having events, Heidi, I'm having events canceled that are in October. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I just got one yesterday. It was a big um, event planners conference and they canceled it and it's in October. Uh, something's uh, so wrong. The fear is legitimate, but we can't live there. We're just going to have to be wise. Now, I don't mean to dominate your show, Heidi, but I have to say this. I have to go back to something that you said. <laughs> I hate to dominate your show, but <laughs> Holly, listen, you said something that was profound. And I say it all the time, uh, disruption. We are living in the most disruptive period in history. Yeah. Disruption always leads to innovation. Heidi. That's true. You are, your, your resource center was innovative. Our kids are going to come up with solutions to problems that we never knew existed mm. as a result of this pandemic that we're all in. So mm -hmm. teach them to look for those problems and then help them figure out how they can solve that problem. That's how Amazon started. That's how mm -hmm. Uber started. That's how Facebook started. What will our kids, 
possibly start? Maybe it's a mask creating company. You know, they make masks and they sell them for yeah. a lot of money and they sell millions of them. I don't know what mm. it's going to be, but disruption always leads to innovation. Mm. Well, and I'm, I think, I'm hoping we see some innovation in the way of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping we see some innovation that, uh, I'm hoping some people come up and start um, doing like really uh, a way to have every single citizen in the, in the country understand the constitution. Um, if you're a kid within the, sh- the sound of my voice, work on that. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, that's your next assignment. Pick up that's the pocket right. manual of the constitution 101. Hey man, I put it on my Facebook page the other day. I linked <laughs> back to like a $5. It was like a, it was like a pocket reference guide to the constitution. So they, they show it to you and then they say, this is what it means. Mm. And I ordered 10 of them and I gave them to everybody in the family. I'm like, keep this with you all the time. This is the law of the land. <laughs> this is the constitution. We've got to be wise. If we don't, we're going to wake up tomorrow. It's, you know, it's like this whole pandemic has kind of been like a middle schooler. You put them to bed one night thinking you have everything's happy in the world of having a middle schooler. And the next morning they wake up and they're a different person. That's kind of what's happened to us. We go to bed one night thinking these are the rules. And the next morning we wake up and it's like, what? This is not, we can't, now we can't go to Costco without a mask. What's it going to be tomorrow? That's <laughs> so right. It's totally right. I know. I know. I told Jay, I said, well, I, I was thinking I would, I would not order everything online, but maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> the poor, uh, the poor Amazon guy, he hates my driveway. <laughs> I hope you do buy, like, both buying. Okay. Here's the whole truck. Yeah. I'm just going to drop it off at the St. John's house. <laughs> well, cause I actually, you saw that I, I turned my, um, my, my yucky old office into a library and I ordered a chair and my poor Amazon delivery guy, he was just like, <laughs> he goes, Heidi, is there any more furniture coming? Cause I need to know now. <laughs> oh my goodness. He knows your name. Oh man. Know, oh yeah. You and the Amazon. We're good friends. Yeah. You're friends. <laughs> oh yeah. We're good. Me and me and the Amazon delivery people. We're tight. We're you know, tight. As much as we, you know, banter and we have fun. I know you Heidi. And we both know that coping with a crisis can be really hard. You know, crisis can overwhelm our capabilities and they can test our limits and our resolve. Um, and we know that. And so, you know, all your listeners that, you know, come to your page and they, they hate on you. The reality is you're, you're not a cold, unfeeling, uncaring person. You're a mama, you're a grandma, your yeah. daughter, your sister, and you love America and you're a business owner. And so you get it, you get it. And I think more and more people are, are seeing what you're saying. And their own, they're, they're being tested. Their resolve is being pushed to the limit. You yeah. know, crisis aren't convenient, and we certainly can't control them, and we didn't plan for this. But, you know, Heidi, I've said, you, I've said this to you often, and you say this on your um, Facebook Lives and on your uh, podcast. You say it often that, you know, your mindset's important, and yeah. your attitude is, is important. And if you decide ahead of time, how are you going to cope with these strategies? Maybe... You're going to be like, you're going to have some levity. Levity's okay. Yeah. A tad yeah. bit of sarcasm is okay. You're not, you're not proclaiming and trying to hurt or harm somebody. And I think we have to have that for our yeah. emotional well-being, or we're going to have a whole nation of PTSD people. Right. 
Oh, yeah. I said on my Facebook Live the other day, I said, I, I, you know, I'm going to have PTSD from realizing that the government can change my life in a nanosecond. Oh, my goodness. That's what's giving me PTSD. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what's doing it for me. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to move right in next door to all my people from ADF and uh, <laughs> people who actually know the Constitution. I'm like, do you guys have any houses in your neighborhood for sale? Because I want to live next to you for a while. I mean, but if we, if we do, if, we, if we're not careful, we are going to wake up tomorrow. And it's going to yeah. be a very different country. And so no, no. if, if right. people who do care um, don't just sit back and wait for life to happen to them, but they're willing to step out and say, no, 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 no. We have a say here. We're not totally yeah. helpless. We don't, we're not voiceless. We don't wait for the powers that be to dictate everything that we say or do. That's not how our country was founded. No, it isn't. It isn't. And, and I wonder, you know, I think of Alexander Hamilton, you know, and people like that and Thomas Paine, oh, for goodness sake, Patrick Henry, mm. you know, I wonder what they'd be saying right now. I wish I could just sit, sit them down in a, in the situation room and say, <laughs> guys, we got a situation. <laughs> we got ever, a situation. What do you guys think? Have you thought about the fighting that had to have happened when they were, you know, forging and creating and drafting our documents. I mean, oh. they were really no different than right now. They were probably, they were screaming and yelling at each other. And, you know, it was probably not a, a very pretty picture of ideologies. Who was going to like win the battle for the country, the heart and soul of how our country is going to be formed in fashion. I think now yeah. it's happening and it's happening in the frontier of social media. And we see more and more voices getting censured and quieted and eliminated and reduced. And we have to say, you know, but God is still, God is still God. And he's given the platform. He's given the influence. He's given the people that we um, impact. He's going to still do that. I don't know how, but he will. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we don't know how. And <laughs> and it's okay to not know how. Yeah. And and just to, to continue, I think we committed to prayer. You and I are both women of action. We want to yeah. be able to do something. Like, Lord, tell us what to do. And I think it's hard for people like us who are like, we're, we're doing, you know, Lord, what do you want us to do? And when it feels like we can't do anything, I think the frustration sets in the, you know, the cabin fever and everything else. And, yeah. Um, I've just enjoyed uh, all the, you know, I think people need to be talking, you know, call your friends. I mean, I love calling Connie. I love calling you Connie because <laughs> we can just have an honest, we can laugh a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, I think we've cried on the phone. I think we've laughed on the phone. I think, um, and we, we'll, pretty soon we'll do it again in person. Yeah. And if there's anything that we're learning from this, it is the relationships are vital. Relationships mm -hmm. are vital and we need to strengthen them. We need to be uh, engaged in our relationships and that starts with our relationship, obviously, with the Lord. And I think even in the middle of all this stuff, I get tired. Um, and it's hard, sometimes hard for me, I'll just be honest, to even open my Bible because I'm just like, Lord, I'm just so tired. I, you, that emotional tiredness sets in. Yeah. I and think we're in the second wave of COVID fatigue. Yeah. Yeah, no, no question. No question at all. So uh, I, I knew that just bringing you on here would be encouraging. I'm hoping that people are encouraged just by listening to what really is kind of a normal conversation that you and I have frequently. <laughs> yeah, I've got my coffee because, you know, we have to have coffee and we, we do spend chatting. But Heidi, you keep up the, the good work and don't be discouraged, my friend, when, you know, you get those mean messages uh, counted as uh, if, if you if they weren't saying something, you probably weren't doing anything. Mm, 
Well, I appreciate that. And like I told you, I've made some sort of a hobby out of banning and deleting people off my page lately. <laughs> so, and the midst someone of comes over and calls me names. Oh, yeah. And I just, I don't even have, I'm like, oh, no, because I just wouldn't go to someone's page and be a jerk like that. And yeah. so when someone does that, I'm happy to have a conversation, even with people that I disagree with. I, I think the conversation is important. But as soon as we start name calling, as soon as it digresses into, you want people to die? Yeah. I just, that's when I, I don't, and I don't think it helps, you know? No, no, and helps. we do I don't have to be careful, to... don't you think? Yeah. Being careful with what we do share. That, Absolutely. You know, I, I don't think you just share willy-nilly. Um, it may not be agreed upon by others, but, you know, we are responsible with with our words. Our words matter, and you're trying to get people to think and, and wake up, and mm-hmm. there, that's a healthy debate. Uh, I, I, I do think, and I know you agree, because we talked about this, you know, we, we don't, we're just not going to throw and blindly... Uh, make bold statements that aren't true. Um, right. our, our opinions are our opinions, but I, I think there is a healthy level of responsibility when you have an audience that is leaning on you, especially with your mom, strong international, you have hundreds and hundreds of women that are diving into God's word. It's God's word that changes us. It's God's word as you and I are talking about that causes us that swell and that prompting and you know, here I am in Florida and you're in Washington and we're both feeling the stirring of what can we do? That's happening across, that's happening across America. I think it's happening across the world, but it's certainly happening in America. And so as you pour into those women that look to you to give them truth, you know, not Heidi's opinion, but God's word, because Jesus, you come everything back to what you said at the beginning of our talk. You know, it's, it all comes back to Jesus. This isn't home. We're just passing yeah. through. Um, but, but we do want to leave this place um, better than when we found it for our children and our grandchildren. That's right. Yeah. And that's very, I mean, that's staring us in the face right now, right? Yeah. I watched my daughter leave my house the other day um, and take her three little bambinos home with her. Uh-huh. And I was looking in the car and I'm like, I told her, I said, you got yourself a car full. <laughs> And I'm thinking, you know, what can I do to make life better for those little guys? Yeah. And for, you know, for Noah and Wesley and Junie. And and I think to it's, me, that's important. Keep keep doing what you're doing. Keep pouring God's word back in. Keep getting getting women in scripture. I mean, it's scripture mm. that, that changes lives. It's, it's scripture yeah. that calms and settles the heart and eases the fear and tensions. And it's, it's, it's God who gets us through the storms. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely right. It's absolutely right. Well, and it's friends that helped you. So thank you, Connie, for helping helping everybody who's listening today just kind of pull it back to, hey, let's be kind to each other. Yeah. You know, we can share our opinions and they're definitely important and let's keep the conversation going, but let's keep it healthy. Uh, let's talk about how uh, important the lives of other people are. And honestly, you don't have to be a doormat for Jesus. Like people don't have to call you names. So that's okay. too. <laughs> that's right. Stand firm on the truth. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, I love you, Connie. Where can people find your book? Cause you should be out on the road talking about your book right now, but you're not because like me, you're at home. You've been, you're in timeout. So since you're in timeout, where can people find your book? Yeah. Well, you can find my book at Amazon or well, you can any, any of the national bookstores go online, obviously, and they can find it there. Um, and I would love to have them. It's now I'm so excited that it's on audio format and, uh, MP3. There's just so many ways to get it, but how timely was it of the Lord? to have me write a book about parenting beyond the rules when we're living in a season where what are the rules? Right. <laughs> what are the rules? The rules are changing. We have no idea. <laughs> As your kids change, we adjust and it's okay. 
true it's very true all right my friend i love you so much and uh let's talk again soon all right love you heidi have a great day bye thanks you too for more information on my friend connie and her book parenting beyond the rules i'll link back to it in the show notes today and uh, you guys are going to be blessed by her encouragement in uh, parenting and it really applies now probably more than it has even in the last several months so i hope you guys are encouraged by that thank you so much for listening today i realize it's a little bit longer than normal, but you guys don't have anything to do. So I figured it'd be it'd be fine. So all right. Thanks for listening in today, everybody. <laughs> I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.